Okay. This is the just woke up and still feeling very confused edition of the podcast. I feel pretty good. I don't know what it is, but like, if I, I didn't even really take a nap. I was laying down in bed. I was feeling pretty full from a, a meal. Maybe, maybe I slept in the seat for, because I looked at my phone and the time that I messaged you, because I was asking when you were coming, and you said that you were coming, and I got the message. I, I maybe fell asleep. I had about a 30 second window. I could have been asleep. I feel like I've just been stone cold sleeping for like eight hours. Oh, it's amazing what a little, like even the tiniest of power naps will do. Kevin O'Leary says, and some of the newer business tycoons say that they'll sleep for two minutes. Like they'll put their head down and just <laughs> clock right out for two minutes and it'll do wonders. And then uh, when I used to do stage hypnosis, all the, contest all the contestants, all the, all the volunteers would always say that after an hour of being on stage, they would, even though they were running around, they would feel really relaxed. Like they had like an eight hour sleep. Like it's even a mental break. They're using different mm. parts of their brain. I, I guess you can get that aspect of it too. I'm mostly just getting the disoriented side right now. Well, what day is it? Hmm. It's sometime in June. Sometime in early June. Yes. Is it the 4th? It is the 4th of June. Okay. I got that part right. Yeah. Hmm. Now, you were disappointed when we couldn't record on Saturday. I realize these dates have nothing to do with when you guys are watching this, but you said you had things to rant about. Oh, on God. Saturday night. I and feel... there's nothing better than a rant while you're tired. Okay. I feel like I should make an actual video about this because it could go like Facebook viral, but probably not. Just... Oh, I'm planning it's, it's on a video time. against Kojigo. We should we should both film ours when we, we both get really angry together, and then we could we could feed Did into Tila each other's feel anger. You in on my Kojiko thing, I think I think she probably told me something about it. Yeah, because it, it's went a lot farther than complaining over the fact that they didn't take my call for an hour. Like it's actually downright horrible customer service being lied, being put back and forth. Where is it? Where is it now? What's going on? Uh well. I mean, it's anticlimactic to say that it is currently resolved, oh. but I have to deal with something that everybody is having issues with in just over a week. Somebody has to come to my apartment and switch over from one apartment to the next. Probably fun. And everybody's saying that their technician isn't showing up and stuff like that. So maybe we'll he'll see. get fired and there'll be a new technician. Well, I'm holding, I have a four page complaint because over the course of one week, you have enough to write four pages. I was on hold for over 12 hours. You could write a lot in 12 hours. Well, I was on, I mean, so I have a lot of time on hold. And I think in one week, that's, that's over a shift of work. That's a little bit inappropriate. It's a lot of missed time. Yeah. So, but we'll see how they, if somebody comes and switches over my internet, at least it will end on a, on a positive note. I hope it does. I hope my... Speaking of missed time from work, I took Saturday off work. Congratulations. That doesn't happen very often. To, as a follow-up, to buy the car that I mentioned in the previous podcast. It's a 2010 Ford Fusion Hybrid. I said it was a lowball offer. He took it. <laughs> mostly, mostly because other people on Kijiji were Kijiji people and dicked him around. Somebody said that they wanted to buy this Ford Fusion Hybrid from him and that they would do so if he went and got a safety test for it and that they'd be fine paying the full asking price, I imagine. So guy having faith in humanity did it. 
spent oh, it was no. it was only $180. It car had nothing wrong with it. Good news for me. But anyways, he got back to the guy and said, I've done the safety test. You can come buy the car now. And the guy said, well, I went down to the Ford dealership and I just signed a new financing agreement on a new Ford and I am perfectly happy with it. Sorry, I don't need your car. <laughs> a couple other bad experiences later, guy guy called my dad back because my dad's sort of my intermediate for this one, which, which is really helpful because, yeah, I was able to get the car and, and then the DMV happened. And it's something that is also unprecedented happened, in, in my opinion, because I got this car for the un, pretty damn low price of $2,750. That's what I paid him. In Ontario, you have to pay taxes on the wholesale value of your car, which is, is just an appraised value of what it's used in the, like, worth in the used market and all that stuff. And for the most part, it's usually pretty fair, in my opinion, for this car because I got a good deal on it, because I was very conscious about what I was looking for. They said the wholesale value was going to be about $4,400. I got to pay taxes on that. Quite a bit more than what I paid, but whatever. I wasn't that upset about it. Pay, it was $2,750. Yeah, and I, I whatever. Paid, it was $600 in taxes what that comes out to, and I was like, okay, fine. No big deal. I knew I was going to get dicked around a little bit. The government can have their money, and I'll get my car plated. It'll be fine. Went to a DMV. Okay. If there are American viewers, it's not actually the DMV. The DMV is in the States. It's what we call yeah, a DMV. It's a service Ontario station, yes. right? Nobody cares, really. Eh. It's like fancy. It's like our LCBOs. It's just a liquor store. That's true. It's a fancy name. So, got in line at a DMV before it opened. Standing up front of there, I think probably since 8.30, just to get in and when it opened at 9.00 because they opened up a little later, and there was a line of about 20 people. But I was at the front of it, so I was fine, and I was happy. So, doors open at 9 a.m., and of course, not a second earlier. Get in there, immediately get served, which is, is nice. The lady seemed very nice. Everything went very well. She took my identification and went through all the processes. Everything was good. And then she said, oh, we have a problem. Oh, no. In front of her was the sheet... At which I had, it was like an information package you also have to legally pay the government $20 for for each car. Yeah. Right? But anyways, it said the wholesale value. And she said, this number, this number on the sheet printed off by your government about four days ago is no longer valid. It's been updated with more current information. And I said, okay. And she said, the, the value, the wholesale value of your car has gone up. And I'm like... That's very strange. And she's yeah. like, well, it, she's like, this has happened before, though, recently. Like, this has been happening. And I said, that's very, really weird because cars basically never appreciate in value unless they're collector's items of some kind. But Especially new cars. Yeah. Right off the lot. Oh, yeah. It's such a big price jump. Yeah. Or price but jump down. I was like, okay, I guess my car appreciated. That's that's great. I get to pay a little more tax. <laughs> and, then, and then she said, yeah, it appreciated about $3,000. And I was, I'm like, so you're, you're saying the wholesale value of my car went from about $4,400 to somewhere in the mid-7,000s now. And I got to pay taxes on that. <laughs> what the hell is going on? And, and here's the thing. Maybe they were entirely wrong in their market assessment or whoever does all of these things. Maybe they were wrong to say how low it was to begin with and it should be this higher value. I don't actually know. And that's not what I care but about. It should be what is on your... Why can't the government honor a, an official government yeah. document that was created like four days prior? Couldn't do it. 
My dad was there. <laughs> yeah, he there was. Do you ha- have that he, government form? I do. Did they take it? Uh, I have it. Because the only thing that they could get you on is on that form in the fine print. It could say this is valid for a twenty-four. It's valid for six days. Oh, I went there in six days. Oh, okay, so yeah, they should have. Anyway, hundred percent. She gave me a phone number, but but before she gave me the phone number, my dad, who was sitting down, overheard slightly what was going on, and I I said, hey, "Get this or whatever." And and then he proceeded to come up and was not happy and started yelling things about the government and all that, like people do in a DMV. And I I had to tell my dad to leave because I was like, "This is not going anywhere." But anyways, I got a phone number afterwards, so I'm going to be calling some kind of person that might be involved in drafting these if I can ever get a hold of them in the endless bureaucracy of our government. But I, I, don't, I don't think that I'm going to get my money back. <laughs> I already paid it. I don't care. I love the car. It's fine. Oh, it's a nice car. It's a very nice car. Uh, well, heavy on the rust, and as we see, ooh. the Ford Fusion's rust in the same places mostly. Yes. If you buy a Ford Fusion from anywhere from 2006 to 2012, when I think they redesigned it, you probably have rust on the upper left corner where the license plate is. You might have it on the sides of the doors and you might have it above the windshield, other places. Mine has a lot on the doors. I got to feel the painful experience of scraping the paint off my car with a flathead screwdriver to expose the rust so I could treat it. That was kind of cringy, but eh, I'll fix that up eventually and do some body work. Cool. Yeah. So not an overall great experience. DMV. Yeah. That it, it, when you entirely expect it to be terrible, but then they still blow your mind of how terrible it can be. Well, that's a giant price jump, and that's in, they, that's incredible. They increased it how much? Three well, about three thousand dollars. And it's just standard thirteen percent tax. Yeah, I, I paid over nine hundred dollars in taxes on a car that I actually paid two thousand seven hundred fifty dollars for to the person. And and they're, keep in mind that this appraisal has nothing to do with the amount of kilometers or on the car or at damages. This car had 217,000 kilometers on it. It's been pretty used, but oh, it, it it's has. in good shape. So I'm, I knew what I was looking for. I was happy with it. And the rust, and then there's a little bit, there's a little bit of body damage here and there, decreases the value of the car, in my opinion, significantly from that wholesale But price. they don't go by that, do they? No. That's it. That's annoying. They don't care. There's no... You You could pay somebody a lot of money to assess the value of your car, and then they would have to honor that that value, and you'd get to pay taxes on that. I'd probably end up paying the same amount. Really? Pay, a, a, an assessment yeah. would be $3,000? From from somebody who knows cars and, and has the legal ability to assess them? I guess them. they would have to be... Le- I wonder, yeah. wonder who does that around. They probably... I don't know. They might agree. I don't know. Because... I, I I didn't hear it from an expert necessarily, but somebody said that they think that it'd probably be about fifteen hundred dollars in in a body shop to get the rust fixed. I'm probably going to pay about a hundred dollars and learn how to use Bondo and and do it myself and and probably fuck up painting a car, but then I can just restart and do it again. But whatever, so, <laughs> learn how to do that. I think when I got mine, my Fusion, it was five. Five five. Five thousand five hundred and fifty? Well five thousand five hundred. Okay. And you it yours is a two thousand seven and when did you buy it? Two thousand fourteen. Oh. Hmm. It's a good value retention. And it was 
it's a good car. The the mechanic that I was dealing with said that it was a good deal for what it was. And I really haven't had outside of issues that always seem to be bigger than they are. And that whining noise that can't really seem to be. Yeah. Your, your engine whines. Yeah. I don't know why. Maybe bad alternators is what everybody thinks, but who knows? But I, it'll, it'll, this, this year will be the year of, of upgrade. I feel. Yeah. Yep. What are you going to do with the car? You're going to scrap it. I, I will do what I feel is best and I will donate it to Kidney Car. I was thinking in the back of my head you might do that, but I'm like, nah. Why wouldn't I? No, that's fair. It's tax fair. receipt. You get a tax. It's, it's a financial decision and it's helping kids with kidney problems. Which I have a personal connection to. It's true. So it's the perfect thing, I guess. Damn, I can't use your car as a parts car then. <laughs> well, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Okay. My brother has my brother now also has a Ford Fusion and my mom might be getting one. They're good. Why cars. is everybody getting a Fusion? I don't know. I'm only getting one because it was the best deal on a freaking hybrid in all of the province. So, kind of an accident, but yeah, got one anyways. Yep. I I don't have a problem with mine at all. Um it's been good. It has it has served me well and it'll continue to serve me well until it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, inevitably with that much kilometers on it, you're a lot of the parts of the suspension are probably pretty worn out. They might be heading to failure pretty soon. Which is why just selling, or not selling, but donating just seems... It's better. People can't complain if they got it for free. No, and I don't know what they do. I don't know if they, they have like probably a charitable a... mechanic and fix yeah. up, or they just use it for scrap parts for better cars. Like, I'm not sure uh, what they're... I would imagine it's e either mechanic fixes up to go back on road, or mechanic determines it is scrap and the car is scrapped but not to put in new cars but just send to a wreckers it's probably. a minimum i think it's like a minimum 300 dollars tax receipt because that's scrap value of most cars yeah so and they'll they'll pick it up take it away handle everything and even if they don't end up doing anything with it i feel good do you have winter and summer tires i do i will buy your summer tires if you do that so I could use an extra set of rims. So the stock rims, they have hubcaps, or they're like the alloys? Or... No, they're stock. They're stock. Just hubcaps. Okay, good enough. I <laughs> but I'll see. I, I, who knows with what car I'll get next to. Mm -hmm. There's so many options. I and mean, we talk about cars more than we used to. We talk about cars. I love cars. And I have absolutely no goddamn idea about what I'm talking about. That's the thing. Whenever you start bringing up cars... It becomes hard. I was I I want to learn more, and I feel like you're a good person to learn from. I I started from watching Top Gear, which you, if you are a younger member of this audience, watch Top Gear. It I is watched it here. Amazing. Now, if you start from like the first season of like the 2002 onward Top Gear, and just stop whenever Jeremy Clarkson and Richard Hammond and and all them take off because the, the show got canceled but and then brought back with different people. But yeah, no, it, it is fantastic. Just British, British humor at its best with cars. And then by the end of it, you'll probably be able to name tons of cars that are not so much on the road anymore. Well, I guess the new ones. In the new episodes, they're still modern cars. But yeah, yeah. that it started my, my love of just knowing everything that's out there kind of thing. So they feature obviously sports cars, but they feature everyday kind of cars too. Now your car, when we when we looked at it on Friday, 
or Saturday, yeah. it had a check engine light on. It doesn't anymore. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> My Impala would do this too. It, it And then, of course, I never had a computer in time to check it. My dad gave me a computer, but then the check engine light wouldn't come on for two months and then and give it back and it'd come on for a day and then it would go away. So I don't know. My Chevy Optra, the check engine light would come on occasionally because there was a crack of some sort in my uh, fuel cap. And it would... That'll do it. it would, I don't have a fuel cap. So you don't have a fuel cap. It's a capless system. Oh, nice. A lot of cars have them. I kind of like it. Mine doesn't. No? It has a cap. <laughs> I had somebody steal my cap once. Probably because they lost their cap. Probably. Yeah. So the weird crime of... I lost my caps, and I'm going to inconvenience you by the most petty thought. cost thawing. that much. No, like $10 at yeah. CarQuest. I mean, you don't think, oh, I should check my cap before I drive. No. You start driving down the highway, check engine light comes on, you're like, oh, shit. Yeah. And then you take it, and they're like, yeah, there's no cap. We'd feel bad even, like, charging you a diagnostic. A mechanic told you there was no cap. I did quickly took it to my place. Because oh. I, <laughs> I now always check the cap first. It's, good, it's a good first... First check. Yeah. Oops. Hmm. We were talking about something just before this. What did um, I bought from check engine lights. Let's just go with that. No, I, I bought a computer because I'm I'm like I just got this car. Whatever this problem is, I'm gonna fix it right now. Check engine lights gone. I have the computer. If it comes back, I can find it. But until then, I'm sitting around waiting. Is my car okay? Is it just is it a fluke? I don't know. No idea. You'd have to assume that there'd be a small margin error of fluke check engine lights. There's weird electronic things that happen sometimes. I am, and again, my Impala did it like occasionally, and I, I drove that car for like 20, like 70,000 kilometers. So, yeah. And you're still dealing with a car that's at this point eight years old. Like yeah. it may have a, a slight issue that causes it to go on and off occasionally. Yeah. But it's probably no big deal. If it, if it really, if it's anything, I'll, I'll replace the sensor. I'll do whatever. I'm not too worried about it. Also, I thought my car was going to explode. Because it has a, I didn't realize this, but it has a reversing alert system. I don't yeah. know what it's called. But basically a backup guide thing. It beeps at the d distance intervals from the objects behind you. Because it doesn't have a reverse camera, but it has sensors. So you were reversing and all of a sudden going beep. Beep, but it wasn't beep. quite like that because I wasn't expecting it. So I was just pulling in quick because I was confident of where I was going. And it, it got really quickly, just like beep, and then it was just beep, beep, solid beep. And I was like, what is going on? And, and then this I. This car will detonate. And in then five, I slowly four. came to the realization that that's what it could have been. And then I practiced how to see how close I can get before it's a solid beep. Turns out. I can get within about six or seven inches of a car behind me if I leave a, it to the solid beep and then stop. Hmm. So it's a good system for knowing exactly how far away you are and how close you could park to things. It's pretty good. Pretty good idea. Probably why they put it there. Probably. Yeah. No, cars are, as much as people say cars don't last like they used to, they are beautiful. It's a weird idea. Well, people, Do, people, people really say that, though. People generalize. It, it's strange, because if they did... Would you see a bunch of 70s cars on the road? You don't? Oh, they probably didn't last that long, did they? They probably all rusted out and were too expensive to fix and nobody nobody bothered and they ended up at the wreckers or somebody crashed them. I think, I think cars definitely are built better, but they're 
they also run the issue that now most mechanics also have to know something, a thing or two about computers as well. The newer ones are all computerized. My mechanic retrofitted so he can completely service. Uh, there's a there's a company in St. Catharines that drives solely electric vehicles, and he won their contract. Who's Just, this company? What I vehicles? Can't, I can't remember. Just electric vehicles. That's not a lot of options. Well, they they like all their delivery drivers and service technicians drive electric. Um, hmm. And he services them, and I think that was his big push. He, they said, you can do it, you know, the contract. So, Cool. Yeah. Um, I, again, going a little meta, but I'm just curious about what your opinion would be. I'm not going to explain it because I don't want to give it away. Okay. But I found, as I've been packing up, the first video project I ever worked on. Okay. Okay. And it's not good. But it's also not cinematic. It was purely educational. When I was in high school, I'm sure I'm sure like a lot of creative people, when we were doing projects, I'd get bored listening to the other people's projects. And it was in career class where after two days of listening to the same friggin' careers, oh, I want to be a police officer, I'm gonna make this amount, I got a school school for this. I'm like, this is friggin' boring. So the day before I was supposed to present, I went to my teacher. I'm like, can I go last? Like, I realize it was picked and I'm not last, but can I have an extra day? Because I want to kind of retrofit my project. I want to do it as a video. And don't forget, this is back in like 2007, 2008. That'd be pretty impressive to have a video. So she said, sure. Nice. I went home, I wrote a script, and I shot it. And I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but I knew that it was something that I wanted to do. It was kind of like a skit type video. And, you know, next day, still worked on it, presented it. I was friggin' sweating because people were laughing and it took a lot to realize that they're laughing at the video, not necessarily laughing at me. But then again, it was high school, so sometimes they might actually be laughing at me. But then again, that's okay. Teacher said, I will you know, market ASAP because I'm sure you're a little nervous. Come see me at the end of the day. At the end of the day, I go back to her classroom and she's watching the video again. I'm thinking, oh God, I don't know. And she looked at me and she's like, well, after evaluating, you know, I, I just, I'm not 100% sure. And she was bluffing. I got 100% on it. And she, nice. up until, <laughs> up until a few years ago, from what I can confirm, it was still used as an example that's so good then. Yeah. Yeah. And then when we switch. I want to watch this now. Okay. Uh, do you want to do it next week or do you want to do it this week? I have it this week. <laughs> I have it already. I watched it this week, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, we can do our magic little, you know, clap and have it set up and ready to go. If you want to do it that way, have it on my laptop. Okay. If you want to take a pause. We're going to watch a thing right now. Can they watch the thing? Yeah. I. I it's educational, right? I yeah. did it for education. So there's copyrighted material, but I'm not worried about that. So We're not getting paid for this. It's yeah, fine. I'll do a three-way kind of video okay. so they can see it and we can comment on it. So give a little clap. Let's do it. And we'll be back. I kind of forgot to mention it at the beginning. I'm, I'm excited. It is interesting and embarrassing. We could kill, well, I guess. Huh. Well, I guess we'll just have to listen to the 
bleed through under the microphones. I have a ton of projects, like education projects, that we could probably watch and critique, too. Yeah. Staples brand DVDs. Yeah. Amazing. And I thought this would be a little bit different, too. not going to have to worry about Apple suing us because it's now road. Because you put a road sticker? Yeah. So road can sue us? Yeah. I don't think they will. Does, does a Mac not eat a, eat a DVD? It will. Have to oh, you have to yeah. put it on first. Oh, that's silly. I should have mentioned it at the beginning. Alright, fine. Somebody, what happened to Big? Hmm? Who the fuck is this? To read to. Yeah, so what ended up happening with this project is when careers switched to civics, I ended up doing all my projects as videos. And I think looking back, they were pretty bad. But people just admired the edutainment genre. Looks like. Okay, what are we gonna what are we gonna cut back to? Well we can cut back to like a wide of us doing this because that, that always looks sharp just the jump yeah let's do a snap this time you like can... it's not ready yet and then we'll just say let's look now and then it'll cut to for me. i accidentally let it die your mac yeah well so it'll take a second that's what hibernates for i guess s there's is there an ssd in that one or just a hard drive just a hard drive yeah, it'll be a while then. my brother sent me a, a text I guess his con his name isn't for some reason in my contact information on this new phone, but he just asked, "Where's the Big CD?" And I had no idea what he was talking about. But I, th I remember when my parents lent me the van, they left a Biggie Small CD in the CD player. You must have missed it that much. I lost it. I don't know. <laughs> it was it wasn't even like a actually it was a burnt CD, so I don't know why they would miss it. You could make them another one. Good. Or I could just buy them a real album and support the artist that's dead. That's true. Talked about that last week. Two weeks. About supporting dead artists? Yeah. What we talked about. Where does the money go? Just be a second. So why did you only stay at that uh, veg festival for an hour? Just not that much There wasn't there. that much to do. Maybe if it was busier, it would take longer to get to and from things, but also I didn't want to buy a $15 bar of soap or a $50 leaf wallet. Speaking of which, I went to Bentley in the mall afterwards with Celia, and because I've been looking for a wallet for a long time, and she said I should go there, and they had a rack with about 200 wallets on it, and it said 10 12 and $15, and I was like, okay, I can find a wallet for that price, and I looked through the entire rack. 
And there was literally only one that I was like, this is amazing build quality and it's better than all the rest for some reason. And there's, there's only one of it. They don't have multiple. Whatever, I'll pick it up. I like this one. Bring it the cash. And she's like, that's $30. I found the one exception on the entire shelf that wasn't $15 just by the feel and quality of the, the wall. But I was like, I'll take it. Cause it's clearly- Still a good buy? Clearly better than all of the rest of them. That's good. So I went to VegFest and then I bought leather. So was it veg, vegetarian, or vegan? Because I'm assuming if you were buying a bar of soap, it was a vegan bar of soap. Yeah. Well, no. Vegetarian, I mean, I don't, I don't know if animal fats... Does anybody still use animal fats in soap? I don't know. I think that's just soap because it's pretty. Got a bunch of crazy colors and everybody at fucking veg fest smokes weed and is a hippie. Pretty well. I think we should include what we've been talking about. Yeah, it's, that's it's that's funny. fair. We're good. Okay. okay, we're gonna do the thing that we said we would do. Yeah. So what are we clapping and go or we're, no? Because we just ended up continuing to talk. Yeah. Um, love the four by three. This is DVD. a very strange menu. I don't remember what I did. This was this was ten. I, it was probably some proprietary software that made you set up a DVD menu. Eleven? Maybe I don't know. This is going on eleven years hmm. old. Okay. Got the sound. Okay. It's got an intro. That's it's better than us. <laughs> Did you shoot this? No. Nope. Oh, okay. I didn't have a professional microphone back then. Your voice still sounds very similar to when you were a high school student. That was on the internet back then, that, mm -hmm. that image, yeah. Still is. That's a very glaring look at baby Hitler. Again, baby Hitler. Pacing was an issue. But I, I would say editing software might be partly to blame. I haven't watched this in years. I'm embarrassed. I'm getting sweaty. A lot of these things are way too long yep. between your vocal cuts. Yep. I know. But don't worry. I appear soon. Yeah, this is definitely copyrighted music. Ugh. That's, that's not the government. Oh, God. It should be worth noting that originally I wanted to work on a cruise ship. Huh. Well, that's different than all the other kids, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> So this is before I knew how to screen grab. So this was a recording of a cruise DVD from the cruise I went on, but I recorded it with my camera off the computer screen. You can tell because the backlighting is terrible on the monitor. Yep. And it's on the video. That's the first appearance of myself and my brother. Oh.
Just saw a watermark. Although people were very naive back then and not likely to watermark their content still. No watermarks. All this little animations. I was self-deprecating even back then. But then again, people thought I was lame back then, so I was just in agreement with them. Okay, it's actually amazing that Windows Movie Maker would let you do split screen like that. Well, could you choose where the split screen occurred, nope. or is it just the middle? Yeah. Yeah. I had a feeling based on how you framed this. Yeah. In my crappy basement? Yeah. You also had a shirt that made you look like Steve from Blue's Clues. Oh, I did too. Yeah. Look at my hair, though. Apparently my opinion was I didn't want people to think it was a girl. Didn't work. I'm also not good at lip syncing. That hair though. Oh God. And yes, I'm considerably skinnier. I don't understand why a floating South Park character is magic. Obviously, there's no strings. It's a animated character. It's not a hundred percent. You right? could have done like a Saw Trek one, because yep. then it could be an animated Saw and an animated person. Yep. Okay, move on. Oh God, long cuts. And comedy. I saw the blue flash. What was that an impression of? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That was like Crocodile Dundee if he was a plumber. Broadway shows. What? Broadway shows? Uh -oh. I guess that was me implying that I ran and performed on stage. By the flaming heterosexual George Michael. So heterosexual. Such a good song. Yeah, wasn't good? The hell is wrong with my hair? Oh, it's all over the place. Amazing ice shows. Ice show? But I don't even have space. <laughs> <laughs> the content used for the editing is quite funny. So how we should like remake this. I was just thinking well, about that. We could do it so much better. <laughs> That's a lot of money. But wait, there's more. People well, you're also one of the higher ring. Room and board. So the seven thousand dollars. Oh, mop hair. One thing I didn't mention is cruise directors are actually one of the higher ranking naval officers on the ship. So, oh, stock photo. Yeah, from to jail. Stock 
stock and stock photo. It's just a stock photo. That's all it says. Didn't say who made it or who owns it. It's obviously a picture. Sounds like a real job. Yeah. Six months at a time. We get to do it our whole lives. Just keep going. Away. Okay. That was an interesting text. Yep. Animation. I didn't know you could do that. What? That doesn't sound accurate. To... to Okay. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> what? <laughs> that was a bad, bad cut in. Ah. It's a 12 year college program. That makes the time presentation easier if you could record it, doesn't it? Yeah. That's cheating almost. And you don't have to perform in front of people, right? It's oh, not cheating. You found the color shift effect. Yes. It's not cheating when you think about the industry I was going into. Because if you have to shoot a 29-minute TV show, you have to make it 29 minutes. It's true. My voice keeps cracking. It's a long way from home sometimes. Who cares about the money that you're counting from other people? You have a, a Woody doll. I still have it. Nice. It's probably worth money. I think I'm lip syncing, but I don't know why. I don't think so. It's probably just out of sync. And also, I like that you film this everywhere in your house, basically. <laughs> why? It's, you didn't just sit down in one location to film it. Well, I'll tell you a story after. It's very long. Pacing was an issue. That's true, and it has kind of grown at that. Oh, God. Very condescending. No kidding! <laughs> Jesus. 
People keep talking about the baby boomers are doing this, they're doing that. They have been for at least 11 years. I know, right? I've been hearing it since I was a kid. Baby boomers are all gonna die and they're gonna, you're gonna get their jobs. They're retiring and going on cruises. Yeah. Which, maybe, some of them. Yep. Filmmaking. Yep. And most things along that line. Yep. My hobbies include writing, reading, uh, filmmaking, magic, yep. and hypnosis. Not to mention a few <laughs> other things on the side. I personally value an honest person. <laughs> preferably an honest boss, if there actually is one. I don't think there is. Uh, my teachers are my main mentors. Like, I mean, I have my family. Oh, mentors, that's flattery. I guess my priest could be considered a Wow, going back a little bit. Well, might have been that Catholic well, guilt seeping in. Yeah. Am I crying? Like, what the hell's going on? Let's wrap this thing up. That makes no sense. Some people might consider success as making six or more digits a year in a career. Six, six digits, not figures. We all define success differently, and I think we all know that. Oh, the big summary. Do we all know that, though? Still haven't figured that one out. I don't know if I want to reshoot this now. Yeah, I don't. No. However, I was excited. But yeah, this has done its thing. Hmm? This, is, this served its purpose. It's good enough. <laughs> you do do scouts. I do do scouts. I do attend scouts for. I mean, I don't now, but that would have been a great, a better way of saying it. In case past Jesse somehow ever travels to the future and sees this podcast. Were you, you were head, heading in the exact right direction for a cruise director in high school. I was, but this this is kind of the main catalyst. I realized I can make people laugh with a video. Forty-five. No, you got you got twenty years. So it's still quite a while. No, Jesus. Better tell Melissa. She's not too keen on the whole cruising thing. She said you hope everybody enjoys the presentation, but you're still talking. Thank you for your time. I'm Jesse Dulster. I'm just gonna. I too recorded things without editing for the most part because I didn't really have any filmmaking ambition when I was in high school. But I too did this for my careers in civics class. Really? Yeah. I don't know what it was about. Were you the only person that did it or were there other people? Me and Julio. 
who is, <laughs> is living here now. Interesting. Filmed one. And I remember we had, he dressed up as Ozzy Osbourne at one point. I don't, I still have no, I, I have no idea what it was about. I <laughs> took the reins off of this one or after this one. Cause when we switched to civics, we had to do two big projects in civics and I created a really bad story arc. Uh, the first project we had to do, we were assigned with doing a research project on child labor. Okay. So naturally, because we're doing a video, my video partner, uh, his name was David, uh, him and I concoct this story where him and myself go back in time to when child labor was more like around more i suppose okay uh and we kill two child labor slave drivers i suppose also played by david and i which i believe were our descendants or they weren't but they looked like us i i, I don't know and then the the final one which was the final project in civics we travel through time to stop a tyrannous prime minister and end up going back to the this video that I shot, kind of back to the future style. It was pretty crap, but I realized that's how I was learning that you can tell a story. So kind of neat. Mm -hmm. And then we did a did a, quite a few. I, I don't think I ever did a real normal written project after that. It was all visual. And then once grade eleven and twelve hit, it was more visual anyways because of my electives. It's pretty creative. I've tried to do similar stuff, but like in a bullshit kind of way. Like, I remember at one point, we had some kind of project where we had to write, I don't know, write something to do with, it was in biology class. We had to write a project. Anyways, it was something creative. And I said, I don't want to do that. Can I write you a song instead with the guitar parts? And then, and then she, the teacher said, yes. And then I, I, I just half-assed, wrote some lyrics and strummed a guitar. I think I got an okay mark, but I put in probably a tenth the effort of everybody else in the class. I think they do. I would hope, I would hope they do now as well, especially with the whole, you know, every child, no child left behind type thing. I really hope that they still do welcome creativity in the classroom. A lot of, especially Americans talk mm -hmm. about how the modern education system generally beats creativity out of you and makes you kind of become a little bit more of a worker drone. It's kind of the worst of both worlds because it kind of stomps creativity and doing things differently. But at the same time, the subjectivity and the way that it's graded still, because you need sort of an, a non-subjective system to effectively grade certain things, doesn't really work. Like I, I do remember an instance of reading a really, really large book in the fifth grade. It was like a 500-page book, and I was a fifth grader. And at, I don't know, I, it was pretty hard to root for me to read. Like, I don't know, maybe reading comprehension wasn't at the same level as everybody else, but like I took forever to do it. Made a book report that was like a presentation to the class. I think I failed, I think. I was so lazy as a student that when I, I moved to a new school in grade six and we did the same kind of thing, I just recycled it. I got an A. Same project. Mm. Yeah, that's weird, isn't it? I don't think I got that much better in my presentation skills. I, I highly doubt it. Uh, I think it, it sucks, but I think some teachers are prejudiced slightly or they do play favorites or they'll, you know, they'll mark you in other aspects as well. I remember um, 
and this is this is obviously horrible and we'll call it a character defect of my younger younger self but uh oh my my math teacher i won't go into what year because it spanned over a few years so it's not a targeting i don't think i'm not even sure if she's still around i hope she is she was very nice but I was in my conniving kind of learning that you can manipulate the system if given the chance. Yes. And the math so teacher knew my parents went to the same church. Okay. And she knew that my brother was back in the hospital because he, he had a kidney transplant that was going through some issues where the kidney might reject. I don't know if it did reject then. It might have been at that point where it rejected. I can't remember. But he was in and out of the hospital. So while it was true that I spent a lot more time going back and forth between my house and the hospital, she was like, you know, if you need to take some time, don't worry about the math homework. Not only did I take time, but the final result of the math class, she lowered the impact of the final math exam because I did so horribly. So I still got like a 70 Wow. She was a saint. And <laughs> had that work for the future. You ever have to take math again? I, I took math all the way. I, it's weird as it was. I did take math all the way through. But after that year, I switched down to applied math instead of academic. So she was a saint. And technically, while I did, as I said, manipulate the system a little bit more, I was spending time with my brother. And looking back, it was time that I can't get back with him. Hmm. So... <sighs> I feel bad. That's probably the only academic dishonest thing I did. Probably did way too way too many to remember, but I can't remember any right now. So <laughs> I remember we were in a a uh, a media course, kind of up my alley, where we watch different forms of medium and deconstruct them. Okay, and one of the things we had to watch was Psycho. And one Good of movie. the oh, fantastic movie. One of the jerk jocks in the class fell asleep after which scene? Oh, he fell asleep. I can't write. He fell asleep early on. Okay, that that's where you would fall asleep. Yeah, it, get it, it builds excited. up, but that's where you fall asleep. So you may know that uh, there's a shower scene in Psycho. Spoiler yes, alert! But famous. If you don't know how the movie plays out and you're honest to God asleep, you may never know. So after the movie is done, lights come on, he wakes up, and we have to write a report on what we just saw. He asked me, because I was the... I found my old high school yearbook, and I was voted, voted most likely to be the next film critic. Turns out, in college, I did have the radio show, so they weren't wrong, but I, I never understood why I wasn't film director, but I would have been further off from here anyways. He asked me, it was like, what's the symbolism here? And I can't remember what it was, but I flat out lied to him. I came up with a bullshit symbolism. I'm like, well, this scene means, you know, la da 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 da. And he wrote it down. He was like, thanks. And he failed that project. And he laughed about it later, but I feel bad. But he fell asleep, so he gets what he deserves. What was your answer for the symbolism? And I can't, I can't remember what the question was. Don't, don't trust dudes with that are what do they call them, a transvestite or a transsexual i don't know they use the wrong word in modern terms for what he had pretty much all of the psychological disorder stuff was wrong but it was mm -hmm. still pretty good pretty good movie 
Well, the Psycho was good. Psycho 2, which very few people know that exists. I, did Alfred Hitchcock do it? No. Then I don't want to see it. It is surprisingly good. Okay. Psycho 3 and 4, not good. But if you didn't know it's two It's a existed, movie that doesn't need a sequel. No, but they, they do it in a way because Norman gets out. Why? Just, I, I he murdered remember. people. I saw it once. Okay. So, yeah, Psycho 2. And then that weird uh, Psycho remake in 1998 with Vince Vaughn as Norman Bates, which was a weird experiment. Let's make it color, and let's spend a ton of money remaking shot for shot the original Psycho. Seems pointless. It was, and it's not good. Uh, the only thing they changed is, uh, you know, there's, there's a subtlety to film. It's left up to the viewer's interpretation in the original Psycho when Norman's staring at... The victim, his first victim, the female. Yeah. Uh, he's looking through the people, and you're allowed to kind of guess he's just peeping. Yes, that you know, she's naked. That she's naked, la da 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 In the 1998 remake, he is very, very clearly masturbating. Huh. You can hear him moaning, and there's movement and rustling, so. Kind of unnecessary, but yeah. Yes, very. There goes the subtlety of the old times. Yes, but if you want a good movie about making Psycho, uh, Hitchcock, hmm. which came out in 2012, 2013, uh, very, very, very good movie. Hmm. I think I, I, I would watch, it's just a documentary on all of Hitchcock's? No, it's, it's a narrative based on his life and development, because he had some really weird fixations. He loved his leading ladies. Like almost to a flaw, and a lot of people sometimes say that like he, like the 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 way that he shot the movies, the way that he treated the the actresses, was a little bit more, there was kind of like a kind of a dominant submissive type situation there. So they bring that to light. But another good movie about filmmaking is Ed Wood, starring Johnny Depp. Have you seen it? I have not. It's a really good movie. If you don't mind the fact that you're watching a movie about some of the worst movies ever made. Oh, that sounds fun. Oh, it's, he does such a good job because Ed Wood was a horrible movie director and he was a crossdresser. And he would quite often direct movies because he, he felt more comfortable directing in women's clothing. And Johnny Depp nails it. It's right up there with The Disaster Artist as... Like it sounds it's the same concept. Yeah, pretty passion much. projects that never pan out, but there's just this un, like unbelievable passion. He ended up getting a movie funded by getting the entire crew baptized because the church paid for it. That's awesome. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. It's a neat trick. I, I feel like we might see more movies like The Disaster Artist coming out, and I, I don't really know what they would pick on. But it really sort of, it was quite successful, I guess. And then all these, we went to like a. You went to a very nice screening of it. Yeah, that was, it was like an art community mm -hmm. gathering just to watch this movie that for some reason wasn't in a neighbor theaters. Did you know, because we, they didn't play it or we left too soon that they Avengers or Marveled it. There was a bonus end credit scene. Oh. Because the credits rolled when they compare scenes from the disaster artist in the room. Yeah. But there's an end credit scene where James Franco meets Tommy Wiseau, the yeah. actual Tommy yeah. Wiseau. And what what did they happen? What happened? They're just talking back and forth. There's banter. 
Like it, it's nothing super crazy, but it'd be it's it's funny. Um, it, it was an interesting one because it was written as a book first, and then it was adapted as as a movie. But there's lots of books out there that would make really really good movies. I keep thinking that the, the making of Jaws would make a good movie, uh, just because it's such a such a well documented behind the scenes story. So be, yeah, because the problem with that is. If you ever make a Steven Spielberg biopic, Jaws is in it. Jaws has to be in it, yeah. and it's such a symbolic movie for him. He said he used to, uh, whenever he was around Universal in Hollywood, like Universal Studios, and he needed time to calm down, he would go to the old boat that was in the Universal backlot, so the old boat that the three guys go fishing on, the Orca, and he would just lay on the deck and close his eyes and think. It calmed him down because he had spent so much time making the movie. And he got so mad at the studio when they... Got rid of it? Cut it for scrap and got rid of it. Oh. It was like, I would have I would have taken it. Like you, most One of the most successful movies of all time, even adjusted for inflation. Auction that off for a fortune. Yeah, but they do that with all their props. Unless it's super big now, they let every, they let every shark from the original Jaws just rot on the back lot. Yeah. They now show the shark from Jaws 4 as the big one, which Jaws 4 sucked. So they decided to preserve that one. But they had the shark. They did. And they changed their mind, I guess. I guess. So, yeah. Um, Yeah. You never know what we're going to talk about. That, that, I'm sorry, I put you through for that. You forgot it was 15 minutes long. It's it was, the shortest it was three pretty long. Made. You mean, yeah. I, we <laughs> don't need to see the other three. <sighs> I, I think we got to make more content. Like, because it's, there's sort of this weird uninhibited thing that you, you have when you're in school. Like, even in university, I had it where you just make things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it just is these fun little projects. But now, as an adult, I kind of have more time to do stuff like that. And I know I'd actually know what I'm doing. But I'm sort of paralyzed by just, okay, I need to do everything perfect and just put way too much time and effort into this. Every week I keep thinking I'm going to, instead of write a blog for the DH Media page, I'm going to do a vlog. But I never sit down and do it. And I end up thinking, well, the blog will just take a... I keep overthinking both of those things and not doing either of them. Well, I would really appreciate one of your I know. vlogs. <laughs> I know. I've half written two of them. Did you read Andrews? No. It's very good interest. I, I, I saw part of it. I, I don't remember why I read part of it, not all of it, but I got to read the full thing. It's a very good introspective. He's got more coming because it's it's his it's his funny way that happened on the way to DH Media, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's nice. Jesus Christ! I keep hitting this stupid pop filter so many times. I, I need to set up like yours. But uh, no, his is neat, and Tila's going to write another one. Mine are getting a little too personal. I'm working on one for tomorrow. Although mine, I always try to go back to photography. Mine last week, because I've been doing a lot of packing, and I realized that the way that I cherish memories now has changed a lot from years ago. Because I cherish memories now and a good photo that I'll put on my wall versus having a box of trinkets that I'm never really going to use. Yeah, I, I, see, I hate clutter. So I've, the trinkets have never been really the issue for me. It's, it's, it's taking a toll on me. So I, I've yeah, but but photos for me are almost like accidental memory. Like, 
I would take pictures of stuff never really intending to look back at it for like m memory purposes, but going through my photos, like every time I see one, I'm like, I was exactly at this place at this time and I was with this person and I know the entire context because most of my photos aren't of people or, of or things like that. It's just of a landscape shot or, or yeah. a car that went by or something. Well, I, I know that, that's what all mine are now yeah. too. It's cool. And it's... I mean, they're all big, they're all nice. Thankfully, I have access to a printer that's really quick. And I would much rather personally prefer a giant portrait of, say, the, the Cuban or Florida sunset than that. A piece of abstract art. Well, yeah. it's a flower. It's, I mean, it's nice. It's just my personal, personal opinion. I'd prefer to... To hang something that actually that has, has a memory to it. Some value, yeah. Yeah. To it sentimentally. It makes me feel kind of badass. I have a 20 by 30 in my bedroom that's not framed. It's the only one in the apartment that's big but not framed. I glued it, or not glued it, I taped it to the wall. And I really, really like the way it looks. It just looks like a floating window. I kind of like the frameless look. Like, I, I tend to... If I do print stuff out, just make like a tiled sort of pattern around the room where there's no frames and they just they butt up against each other. It's I like Tila's jumble of of random. I think they're photo booth photos. Yeah, she has photo booth photos. Um, I have a bunch of small photos like from the Kidney Foundation charity and whatnot that I'm gonna do a collage with, so that way they can all be framed. Because I, yeah. My taste in style is changing, and now that I'm given a chance to redo it, I'm going in to... In a new place, yeah. Mm -hmm. How, what's, a, what's the square footage difference between the two? Run down, I can't remember. It's bait. It's... It has an extra bedroom. Yep. But that's not necessarily extra space that you can use. No. So... Well, is there much of that? I mean, really, at the end of the day, right now, the extra bedroom compared to the way that I'm living with Justin in the dining room is yeah. a ton of extra space okay. that I can use. I guess, yeah. So based on that factor alone, yeah. Uh, balcony is the same size. You don't have to worry about the balcony. A little bit more open concept, but I, I have it written down. It's not a giant jump. The extra bedroom's a big chunk of the, yes, the, that's like two the extra space, yeah. but... Yeah, it, it'll be nice. And apparently he just, the, the guy who's renovating, still renovating, he just texted me and he said, you're getting extra pantry space. We had to increase the size of the pantry slightly, which is fine hmm. because the way that it's built, the pantry is just in a hallway. It can't be used for anything. So I've now thought of something that I can't believe I didn't think about until now. Tila and I went out to look at houses on Sunday with a real estate agent. And and we are looking in the category of under two hundred thousand dollars, if possible. But look for stuff that's a little bit more, if necessary, if it's worth it. And in the Niagara region, and there are some weird houses. <clears throat> the only one that we liked, and the funny thing is, we liked it, had this really weird quirk where you you pretty much anybody's been in probably a loft where you have like a you have a it's a one and a half story they call it you have your main floor and if you walk upstairs you can go up it's kind of like an attic space but not it's still pretty open right and it, you would have instead of having full height ceilings you'd have ones that come down on the sides because they follow the slope of the roof fine the one we went to go look at had a loft but like 
I want to say that the roof was like built inside the house almost. And and what I mean by saying that is like roofs have their valleys and their peaks and all these things and all these different features. And, and in a loft, you tend to only see where the, the peak must be at the mm-hmm. top somewhere. And then you see that it slopes down. There's no valleys. It's just like a flat, flat facing roof on either side. In this house, when you walked up the stairs, the moment you got to the peak of the stairs, the ceiling was now at a, about your nose level. Like it was, you hit your face square on it, even if you were a short person. So you duck underneath it and you get into the space and then maybe it's like a seven and a half foot ceiling. But you can see the, you can see the individual valleys of the roof and there's all these weird structures inside the house. Hmm. Like there's no area of that entire loft that's flat on the top. It is, it's insane. And then, and then I walked, because it's also a very short roof, there's an attic hatch, and I, I opened it and dust fell everywhere. I got dust in my eyes. But then I looked up, and there's like three feet of space between the between the ceiling and the roof itself. And I'm just thinking, like, who did they design the floor in too short? And just were like, well, now the roof is in the house. <laughs> I, I don't know what happened. Tila hmm. like it. Tila and I like it because we were gonna we're gonna renovate the hell out of this thing anyways. We want to fix her upper. And the cool thing with that is we'd have to deal with the upstairs being weird like that for a while because we'd probably restructure the entire basement and main floor to support what we're going to do. But you literally just have to take the roof off and we could fix the house. You redesign an entirely new roof and, and you just raise, if you have to, raise the upstairs walls. I don't know if you have to. I don't know what the exterior wall looks like. But that's like the coolest idea because you get to put your own design of a roof on yeah. an old house. And, and then it's goes straight from being an unusably small upstairs that has technically four bedrooms and a bathroom to something that's like a modern house. And that's that's all you need. Of course, a roof would be kind of expensive, but I would love to do it because I think I could do it. It's pretty cool. That's the that's the the difference. And I I mean Tila and I have talked about it and I think we we know that there is a glaring difference. I don't have the the patience or desire to do that and i respect it and i think you'll end up with a a beautiful house i can't do there's still room for profit even if you paid people to renovate the house so it really depends on what you're going for um but my my stepsister and i mean her husband so my stepbrother-in-law or brother-in-law whatever uh, they they do that. They're kind of like serial homeowner and flippers. They'll buy. They'll I need flip. I need the cash flow, but I'd love to do that. And they every year or every time they do it, they do very very well. They do it ba- as much as they can do by hand. They do it, but they're both working professionals. They have two kids and whatnot, and it takes forever. They've been months without a kitchen at this point. Hmm. I I think. Well, it'd be a bit difficult to organize, but the idea is to do it stuff in small bursts. Like if if you are remodeling the kitchen, that's all you're well, doing. They, they got it everything. Yeah, if you do it all at once, it's tricky. And that's that's the way they do it. Yeah, I guess it really depends on your lifestyle. For me, I don't want. I I like the idea of cosmetic change, but I'm not one to. I I'd prefer to find a house that suits what I like versus building to what I like. How do you feel about a house from the 1920s with all the original wood and like the 
on all these different rooms that they would like serve dinner in and they have like a half wall where you could like put things through it like and then, and then you have like it's technically it's like a two and a half story because there's a third story loft and it feels like a something out of a movie almost and i, I don't it's intriguing. It, it, I, I want you to come see this house almost because we. Is this the house you were talking about before, or a different? No, house? it's a different one. It's in Welland. In the two hundred thousand price range. Yes, and it is the woodwork in it is amazingly beautiful. What needs to be done to it? Hmm. Because that's the kicker. You have me intrigued. Um, he I said after he just signed a year lease. I would say it signed a oh you yeah I guess he signed a year lease. I would say you should. To, to make it manageable, you should you should kick out the the kitchen is very small. Yeah, it's, it sounds like, it's like it needs to be opened up a little bit. No, no, it, it's gigantic. In in like there's like these a dining room and there's like this living room area that you expect it to be like a gigantic mantle and a fireplace. And I, I there is a fireplace. I don't think it's quite as extravagant as everything else. Like it's like the reading room or whatever. Like a rich Ooh, a rich sounds bachelor. I I don't know for me. I don't. I'm trying to think about all the the special names of the rooms were because it's like something you, you'd almost get like a tour of, but but the kitchen is very small. The kitchen is like way smaller than the kitchen currently in this house. But in, I I would say you knock that wall out. You make the dining room and the kitchen room the same thing. You have room to sprawl out appliances. That would be the fix that I would put in. It's not. It would take barely any time to do, in my opinion. Um, the heating situation in the house is all. I think it's radiator heating or something. I, I don't really like the way that it's done. I think that should be reworked to be a more fluid system. So everything's the same temperature. And and the loft upstairs, it, it, it's some of the, it, it's like a cork material on the roof. It's kind of like the one I already mentioned, but it's not so in the way like you're hitting your head on. Yeah. It, it's better than that. It, it's just a roof that's very, it's, like a bubble it's like a spherical room almost but it's huge it, it upstairs it's big it's basically the size of our loft in our one and a half story but on the third floor it, it's a pretty cool house i think it's three bedrooms on the second floor under two hundred thousand or two hundred thousand around two hundred thousand you have to send me the link it's been on the market for three months or two months or something so and why aren't people buying that i think they wanted they wanted to they do want too much people got a low ball a little bit I would I would probably offer under two hundred thousand. I'd have to see it, but, but it, it's incredible. But the reason I don't want it, and Tila, we, like, we don't I want it, that's a... is we don't. If you're gonna buy it, keep the aesthetic. We don't want that aesthetic. That's it's, it's a very traditional house. We'll look at pictures after. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a good place to end. Yeah, this promises of real estate. I, I talked about a car on the podcast, and then I got the car. So I should talk about houses, and then maybe I'll get a house. Well. Yeah, that's that's true. Um, no, real estate, Teal and I have always had a differing opinion on real estate. Just because she's a buy, 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 and I'm a, I, 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 I put my chickens in a row and I make sure. I don't know if that's the right term. Am I putting chickens ducks. in a row? <laughs> put ducks in a row. <laughs> I'm putting no, my... it's the argument between an asset and, and something that's that's costing you money, which a house is costing you money. Yeah. For the most part, unless you make it a business and it costs you money until the moment that you can get that money back and, and make money. But yeah. Or I mean, once it's entirely yours, even then you're still I I don't know. There's burdens associated with it and keeping you in places and, and stuff like that. I, I I do understand both sides of the argument, but I just I right now 
as, as we speak, I'm not living in a position where I have a partner that I'm living with. That's have, the big, probably right. the biggest determining factor in my opinion. If Melissa and I moved in together, that there'd be no, there'd be no point. It's a double income. Yeah. Sure. Technically, because Justin's with me, there's a double income, but him and I have different financial goals yes. and where, yes, theoretically I could buy a house and he'd be a tenant in the house. I just don't want that right now. We're on equal terms. I don't want him thinking, hey, I'm paying your mortgage there, buddy. So it's it's an equal thing. And also, I, I'm not getting, like, I, the, the amount that houses, I don't think houses are going to continue to skyrocket like they have been. No, the market's definitely being yeah. more reasonable now and, as for buyers. And the idea that, there's a $200,000 house that's traditional has been on the market for three months. Undoubtedly, it has some things you should redo, certain electrical things and things well, you I do. I do have handy people around me, yeah. which is nice. Um, so there's stuff like that, <laughs> right? Yeah. But 200000 there's always going to be $200,000 houses. There's always going to be $250,000 houses. There's not your traditional starter home, which years ago used to be like these cookie-cutter plots of land. Like, I, I remember hearing stories about how Silicon Valley got started, and it was just these home developers that would buy, that would build just affordable housing. They'd all look the same. They'll be basic, but that's where all the developers would come in. Those don't exist anymore. But I've sporadically been looking for, I guess, three years at this point, and the the idea that there are there's always going to be $250,000 houses or between $250,000 and $300,000 houses makes me happy in knowing that I'm not concerned, and then if I do need to spend more or less or find a house that is all wood and very fancy and kind of old so I can sit in my reading room with a pipe and a glass of brandy. If it's the aesthetic, I swear. With my fancy china brandy glasses. I'll have to take a look. But, yeah, this was, this was fun. I really hope that next week uh, we're doing something different, something virtual. But yeah, I don't know yet. I'm excited. I hope it's the thing. Anyways, have a good night. Yeah, have a good night. This was fun. Signing off. So what? Where's the house? Well, it's in Welland.